Big, uh, the, the big, giant, enormous uh, lamp, lantern. I'm the lantern. I'm the big lantern this week. What are you? What are you there? Checking in. <laughs> this is the big brisket. The big. Oh, it's way better than mine. All right, I want to address a couple, like people that listened to the last week's episode. I know you're all. You've been. You know, thinking about it all week. We're getting your mail, okay? okay we're, we're getting the mail. We're getting the Daily Mail. And the the steel company from Atlas Shrugged was actually called Reardon Steel. I know a lot of people are wondering that, what, yeah. that, what I was talking about. They make a, the strongest steel imaginable, at least in that movie. Yep. And the other, and the, uh, when we're talking about uh, big appendages, uh, you know, uh, scurvy, uh, scurvy stint. And how he used to suck on lemons, and I made the Godfather reference. In the movie, he actually sucked on an orange. Yes. But. Oh, you idiot. <laughs> we can edit that out. But. Uh, big idea. Big idea. No, I'm big. Big big deal is oh, actually yeah. allergic to uh, oranges. Cause That's actually true. It, I know it is. That's why I said it. All right. Let's, let's hop right into the first topic. We're going we're gonna to hop into my weekly segment, which I created, and you didn't. You're right. Remember when? Remember that time you didn't come up with this one? Uh, shit. Yeah. Now that I mention, I do remember. So, does jog your memory? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we didn't start the fire this week. We're uh, we're talking about Peter Pan. Ooh. You ever hear about that guy? The boy who lived. <laughs> yes, he, he was a boy. <laughs> so I have a couple issues with this, this fella, Peter Pan. Okay. So Peter Pan, everyone 
says, or he says, and everyone, he, he spreads this fucking, this, this gospel that he, he, he refuses <laughs> to grow up. He, he does not grow up. He's the boy who does not grow up. But, but, listen here, bud. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> I think he did grow up, okay? Ooh. I don't know if you've ever, uh... You better in the produce aisle in uh, your local, uh, you know, Grocer. Wegmans or uh, what have you. Yeah. Ever seen a see a fellow by the name of Jolly Green Giant? Okay. I've seen the man. Yeah. Do you think the Jolly Green Giant's wardrobe is suspiciously similar to Peter Pan's? <laughs> you mentioned it. Last time I was strolling down my local Ralph's. That's a, Cal- a Cali reference for all y'all. <laughs> Uh, I did happen to see a, a nice frozen pack of peas, just like Grandma used to make, and uh, I did see. I saw that. Giant. So this, so we know. Obviously, Peter Pan is a capitalistic pig because he started that that bus company. But he wasn't done. Don't he, forget about the peanut butter. Okay, he's oh, I mean, he's he'll, that he's a brand bus, whore. He's a brand whore. This Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah, and he claimed to never grow up, which is a lie because he he used it he used it to advance himself in the business world. Okay, we yeah. okay. He started the bus company, booming success, mm-hmm. as we know. It t- I mean, took down the uh, took down those hounds. Took down the hounds, and uh, these. They, they, did he grow up? Yes, yeah. yes, he did. He grew up into a fucking a, a merry a merry titan of industry with a greenish <laughs> tint to him. A fellow by the name of the Jolly Green Giant. Ooh. Okay, but the Jolly Green Giant. Why is he green? Peter Pan wasn't green. Why was he? Why is he green? Yeah, I'll tell you why. I'll link. tell you why. He's green with envy. And you say he wish you could go back to being a young boy, but he can't. That's just not how time works. Flying around in his little, uh, in his little leotard, you know, having a good time, looking cute in that thing, looking, you know. I mean, looking. I mean, it was a good look for him. Yeah. And uh, smoking up with Indian chiefs, getting stoned around with Indian chiefs, you know, and also they. Being derogatory towards Native Americans too, if you if you recall, even in the Disney vehicle, they're calling them red men. They're calling them every name in the book, and it's just I, it's, it's now Peter it's Pan. Atrocious. Now Peter Pan kind of feels a little bit of racism himself now that he's got a little greenish tint to him, oh. much the way I expected Severus Professor Severus Snape to look in the uh, in the Harry Potter movies, <laughs> which which they screwed. I don't know who the director was, but J.K. Rowling probably could have done something about that because Severus Snape deserves a green stint to him to look like some sort of evil character because, you know, he, he yeah, fucks well, Hermione. <laughs> he was part of Slytherin, and he was also a bit envious of Potter's dad, if you recall, but we're not, gonna, we're not here to, to regale on Potter lore. So I want to – so what I wanted to bring up with these gang – Gang green. What's the, what's gang green. Gang green. Gang green. What, what, what is that? It's the jet. It's another name for the New York Jets. Isn't that? It's also. It's also a like, bit of a isn't disease. Like, isn't that like if you get your like hand caught in like a vice for a couple hours and like it's like real and like you never gets on like never gets undone like it just kind of blows up into this greenish like yeah. Mess, it's, isn't it? It's like a bit of a medical anomaly. I'm not too sure of the specifics, but. I... Gangrene is some type so what I wanted to deformity. get so what I wanted to get into this topic. I mean, we all know Peter Pan um, is now the Jolly Green Giant. So as far as like gangrenous characters go, because there's only one, there's one main gangrenous character other than the Jolly Green Giant, and probably Professor Snape in the book, but not not portrayed that way in the movie, which mm-hmm. was a failure by many <laughs> the producers and the gaffers Just alike. Another Hollywood failure, but. I got. I want to say Hulk versus Jolly Green Giant. Who you got? Because I'm going to speak. Let me let me let me speak my 
Charlie Green Giant has some significant size over uh, over uh, old uh, old Hulk. The whole but, but he doesn't have doesn't have quite the attitude the Hulk has. <laughs> oh, he's a little bit. He's th- not as passionate. He's a little bit too. He's a little bit too friendly, maybe to fight the Hulk. You know, he's obviously has the size. He has size advantage. What do you, What do you think? I think if he's gonna try to have any chance with the Hulk, first of all. He's going to have to eat a fair share of those greens, get his iron levels up. I mean, he is strong. If you see him, he's chiseled. He's got a great bod. But what he really needs to tap into is that desire to be childlike again. He needs to turn that envy into a, into more of like a, a rage-filled envy. And that way he can get on that passion level as, you know, the Incredibad Hulk. And if he can, if he can achieve that, he might have a fighting chance. But at the end of the day, I mean, you've said it yourself. He's he's the jolly green giant. He's jolly. He's jubilant. He's jovial. Yeah. And the Hulk, he um, his whole thing, his whole attitude has got an anger connotation to it, which gives him a distinct advantage. Well, Bruce Banner's a don't don't the let's let's Bruce Banner is a fucking shy and docile man the guy the guy the guy's wrapped up in a blanket nine nine days a week fucking computer nerd like no i'm pretty sure he's engineer nerd he's he's voluntarily wheelchair bound i don't know about that no he's he doesn't have any like any uh like polio or anything that's going to bound him to a chair but he prefers the chair you know he scoots around until him. he gets until someone ticks him off <laughs> then he rises he rises rises from his chair and becomes a green a green monster capable of probably taking down uh the jolly green giant and his beanstalk so what i'm gonna throw a little wrench in your did, did in the your... jolly green giant grow the beanstalk or is that a different? That's a different giant entirely. <laughs> That's you know Jacko, old Jacko. He got beans from a uh, gypsy, planted those beans. Stock <laughs> shot up. The stock shot up. He climbs a thing, and there's a, another giant of folklore up there, different from the Jolly Green. This giant's having anything but jolly, and he's got a taste for human blood. But that's another story. I'm going to throw a whole wrench in your plane here, and I'm going to incorporate another green character that you've overlooked, and that's the green monster. The green monster of, oh. of, of baseball fame. Now, this guy, he's... He's, he's impenetrable. Yeah. <laughs> as, as, long, as, long as, as long as your weapon of choice is baseballs, that is. Yeah. You're not... Yeah. Good luck getting through which that. Is, which is, from what I know... Everyone Peter, well, hold on. I'm going to break this down because Jolly, I mean, Jolly Green Giant was once Peter Pan. He's, he, I mean, he forcibly grew up physically. However, enviously wishes he was back at his normal size. But that that boyish charm he has, he's always been a big baseball player. It's a child's game as people play. Oh. What's what's the Jolly Green Giant's weapon of choice? Jumbo-sized baseballs. Like, or if he can get his hands on maybe like he'll kind of pick up like a like a barrel of them like pop as if they're popcorn and then he'll just hurl them so maybe with the strength he might be able to get through the green monster but i doubt it i I highly doubt it but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna rebut that with uh shrek what do you think about that who's where where does shrek fit into this shrekking so all right i'm gonna say shrek and i'm gonna team shrek up with the hulk because that seems a little bit more that's logical yeah naturally shrek and hulk not a tag team, a doubles match versus Green Monster and Jolly Green Giant. And Jolly Green Giant has unlimited baseballs. Who do you have in that matchup? So now he's hurling baseballs at Shrek and uh, 
in the Hulkster here. Yeah, and from what I remember, I don't think Shrek really has any particularly power. great. Pa- Shrek's kind of dead weight and on this team. Yeah, <laughs> he's an ogre though, and he's got he's got. I mean, all right. I'm gonna. I, I, I propose a question, but Jolly Green Giant and Green Monster would destroy him because Jolly Green Giant towers over the Green Monster, and he can he'll have the higher ground, and he'll be able to hide behind the Green Monster, throwing pelting baseballs down at the two of them. Yeah. The Hulk, the Hulk might be able to maybe scale the wall, but, 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 but I mean, Shrek is just helpless out there. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, he has that little donkey with him, Eddie, yeah. Eddie Murphy, but he's got Murphy on his squad. He's a right? hapless character. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I don't even have to weigh in on this. I think we know where, where this thing fizzles out. And I mean, I think the real moral of all this is, you know, Pan, Peter Pan, a.k.a. Jolly Green Giant, is the real winner because he's franchised himself into a very profitable, profitable character. He's more of a – he's kind of a titan of industry. Right. And he – Literally. He's literally a titan. Right. He's a titan. <laughs> he's a literal titan of industry. So, I mean, he's laughing all the way to the bank in the end. And, yes, he's got a kind of a rosebud scenario where, of course, he wishes he was young. He wishes he could recapture his youth. Green with envy. But, you know, he's going to set up his own version of the Neverland Ranch. I mean, he, he coined the term Neverland. And he's going to try to relive that childhood. And he's going to be able to use the green monster to wall that childhood off to anybody else. So no one's going to judge him. He's not going to have to have any new stories come in there and, and judge him on his childlike wonder. Well, I'm going to – just to interject, um, the uh, – the ter- you know the expression green with Evie? I never really got that because in the Jack Black movie Envy, I always thought the expression was black with Envy because they're talking about Jack Black. Right. Well, why else would they have casted him? Because there's – because the character – Stiller's character. Stiller's character is he's so angry at Black that he's black with envy. Well, which is actually that's a really good movie. He shoots the horse in that. Remember that? I love the envy vehicle. I mean, Christopher Walken is in that movie, and he utters the the classic oh. line, "Hey, good for you, good for you, good for you." <laughs> that's that's, an, that's, that's an, the only reason to watch that movie. Is for I mean, part. or when he shoots the horse. Or, actually, no, that movie's pretty good. Yeah, you should probably watch it. Vapor Rise. Vapor Rise. I thought about, I, I thought about making making that product for real, and that just goes to show you this all harpens back to product ideas. Get your face on product and franchise, and you'll and you'll be the real winner. And you won't be envious of anyone except for maybe Peter Pan himself. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Bruce Almighty reference another great film, Tough Cookies. <laughs> all all right. right. So I mean, if you're going to jump into your weekly segment, I think it's time for me to jump into mine, which is. Everybody's favorite segment, What Men Do. This is What Men Do. And for this week's installment, I have to pay homage to you because you're the one who taught me this move. And yes, you are a man sometimes. Not always, but at, at times. Just when I'm crying on the playground. <laughs> yeah, except for when you're curled up fetal position on your local playground in the mulch. <laughs> <laughs> I have a rug. I have a mulch burn. Yeah. I'm trying to do a backflip off the swings. You can't which, make. Yeah. Which I've never been able to do, but I got to. I, hey, give me credit. I keep trying. Yeah. Even at, even at 24 years old, I'm trying. I'm still I'm still down there every day. And, and what are you up to? Three quarters way through the monkey bars now? Uh, are you getting two thirds of that? Of that I I'm not a monkey bars guy. That vertical ladder down. I'm not a monkey bars guy. I boycott the monkey bars. All right, so I, what? I hang out by the jungle gyms and smoke and smoke marijuana with my friends. Ooh, after hours or right in the the light of day? Um, 
Like when the when the when the Twilight uh, during Twilight. Nah, like uh, mid after when the when the toddlers are out. Cool. When cool. the cool t- the cool guys. The cool toddlers. Yeah. The guys who aren't going to run to their mom. Yeah. All right. Uh, so for what men do this week in so you're let me paint the picture for you. You're out with your boys, a few few of the gals in your crew. You guys are all gathered around a a table, maybe you're at an Applebee's, maybe you're a little little classier than that, you know. You're maybe at, you're at a Ruby Tuesday. Right, right. Chili's even. And you guys are having a few cocktails, you're celebrating. You guys are ordering up cocktails. You're having a good time. You know, music's playing. It's Christmas time, so it's probably going to be Merry Christmas, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Hope, I hope you, you had some fun, fun this year. year. You know, everyone's favorite Christmas anthem. Yeah. By the yeah. waitresses. <laughs> the waitresses are coming. They're re- they're no, but saying, not the. Hey, not to be confused with the staff. Yeah, the restaurant not, staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The the the, the, the group. The, the rock. The group. new wave post punk group. The waitresses. The post-punk outfit. The waitresses. <laughs> all right. So you guys are all listening to music. You're having a good time. And, you know, to quote Billy Joel, you might be laughing a bit too loud, but that never hurt no one. Yeah. And you got your white wall tires on your on your Ford. And so if you really want to take this, this time up a notch, you really want to bring this whole scene up a notch, you're going to want to not only be ordering drinks, not only be, you know, joking around, laughing it up, making a bit of a ruckus, but you're going to want to start banging on tables, you know? <laughs> when jokes really get, when things really get funny, you're going to want to bang a little bit on your table. That's what men do. That's what men do. And, and I, I know you, you're, you're so a big fan of this move. I kind of invented this move because I like to know, I like to let other people know I'm having a good time. I'm having a couple cocktails with my buddies, you know, down, you know, you're having a couple cocktails, kicking yeah. it back, you know, telling war stories, you right, know, right. All, the all in all, you know, all that. Yeah, and you want to, so, you want to, so, you want to, you got to bang down on some hardwood, let people know, and have a, and, and give a hearty, rich laugh. Yeah, in, in, you know, in a boisterous, in, in a boisterous, boisterous to accompany your your uh, your pounding yeah. on the table. So there's a couple, uh, there's a couple little things I want to lay out, like kind of like how this is done. You know? Okay, you are the expert, so go ahead. So. You're gonna to want to make sure there's a lot of silver on the table. You want to you gonna you're gonna to want to get make sure everyone. Hey, you're you're gonna to want to insist people put their napkins on their laps just so that the, they're not savages. I mean, no, not only that because you want that you want that ringing of the of the silverware of the yeah. flatware. Oh yeah, ding, ding, ding. you want you want, you want the other patrons to hear a little. And not only that, you want to hear a little rustle of the of the. You know how you see like you know when you drop a little pebble in a. Uh, in a, in, in a pond or a, yeah. or a brackish a water area? <laughs> Just, yeah. A flat body of water. You want that going on with the water. You yeah. want the water going like that. Overflowing just, just Overflowing ever a little so bit. slightly. So there's one big deterrent to this. If you're, maybe you're not at your local's Ruby Tuesdays, you're not at Vinny T's, you're not at, you Bertucci's. know, Bertucci's, you're not at Baraba, Carabas or what have you. Yeah. You're at a little fancier place. You know, you maybe, uh, maybe uh, you went to... Uh, What's like a uh, what's a, what's a, I don't go to nice step restaurant. up from that yeah what's maybe a, little, a Ruth Chris maybe a Ruth Chris maybe you're out of Ruth Chris they got a tablecloth on okay this is why I always keep a pocket knife on me okay <laughs> sharp too sharp I sharpen it in, in the parking lot before I go into any dinner for multiple for, for multiple stone sharp <laughs> hey, for multiple reasons yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so I what I like to do before the dinner even starts I conspicuously 
just just very conspicuously so everyone can see. I'm, I I cut out a fist size hole. You see? Yeah, and it's gonna go through that cloth like. And I, and I call. Through that cloth I call. Like I butter. call. I call it my pound zone. People <laughs> don't. People know what's going on. They they've been to dinner with me. They've had a couple lemoncellos already. <laughs> you know, they're lubed up. They're happy. They're happy. I'm happy. I'm pounding on the table. We're all having kind of. We're having good laughs. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, if your crew's anything like my crew, there's going to be a couple guys that are flashing their class ring. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's take advantage of the jewelry. Yeah, you know, you're. that's just basically at this point, that's just percussion. On That's, you know, wearable percussion. <laughs> you know, so get that going. If you're married, God forbid, you, you got to pound that. You got to pound it on the table like... Uh, What's Julius Caesar style? Yes, yes. Really get, get the metal ting on there. Right. Too. As if you're some type of orator, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I've tried to do this with you uh, at dinner a couple times, but you're usually in the bathroom taping guns behind toilets most of the time. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so I, it's so hard to get a word in with you. You're like, oh, I gotta go. there's another stall I gotta cover up. <laughs> like the five families are having a meeting later. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta do setup work there. I mean, that's, don't insult my. My livelihood. Oh, I got. I got to go check on the kitchen, making make sure they're making thirteen fishes this year for dinner. <laughs> make sure they're slicing the onions yeah, up make, yeah. thin enough so they cook into the sauce. <laughs> make sure, make sure the fucking the garlic. Li- rather, make make the sure garlic. the garlic liquidizes in the pan. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, that's what men do. Don't let anybody tell you that this that. is obnoxious because it is. But don't let people tell you that because you already know. <laughs> and uh, it's if you want to truly have fun, you want to. You're gonna want to. You know. Make a nice ball your fist up into a nice mallet shape and really go to town on that thing. And that's that. So uh that's what men do. Pretty simple installment, you know, just make sure you're you're doing that. Whether like by the end of the night, like the wood staining should be like visibly visibly warped. It should be t- should be a totally different color because of the the, the skin oils and the uh, the gar- <laughs> the garlic and olive oil that should be your hand should be covered in by the end of the meal. Right. Yeah. I mean if and the gravy. Ooh, that, you got You you want to spill over? I mean, if you have a gravy boat on table and you're not getting that thing to spill over, you're not doing it right. That's pretty much a, a benchmark you can use. Gravy boats, gravy boats. So, all right, next topic. Uh, I want to address a little bit of produce issue I've been having. All right, fair enough. Turnips. What is? You ever seen one of those? You, a you turnip. Do, do you know what a turnip is? <laughs> yeah. I I don't. I've never, I've never even laid eyes on one. I'm pretty sure I know what a turnip is. It's like, a, it's a produce that obviously you grow in the ground, a la onion, and uh, a stalk sprouts out of the ground, and you, you really want to get that stalk clumped up well, and then you, you proceed to pluck it from the ground and enjoy. I, th- I think, right? If I, I, I'm pretty sure they're. Um, they're akin, the same family as radish, I think. So, well, from what I understand, a turnip is a brassica? 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 It's a brassica plant? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, brassica. And uh, they're mostly, they're known for their enlarged roots that are, are uh, they got white, all right, here, here, oh, hold the fort. Radishes, also brassicas. Yeah, like I said, ra- akin to the same family. Brassica. That's, yeah. what for, that's what's for dinner. That's the, gen- <laughs> that's the genus, bra- brassica. <laughs> So anyway, from what I'm reading here, uh, is these uh, these radishes. They uh, they're purple. They're purple turnips. <laughs> okay, well, what color are turnips then, pal? Oh, oh, hold up, hold up. Turnips, turnips are winter feed for sheep. You hear that? 
That's that's the main difference. Wait, so turnips are used as feed for sheep? Yep. They're made for, uh, you know, like, sp- spineless followers? These... <laughs> Who are who haven't these? Who are, will basically take anyone, anything at face value, and 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 most of all, those turnips are they'll take they they think they're the same thing as radishes. <laughs> wait, so wait, what's the name of it? Brachycha is the brassica. Brassica. So any any self it's an, it's an umbrella term. So any self respecting free thinker, they're going to be munching down radish. Oh yeah. But what you're saying, <laughs> what you're saying is these mindless. Followers, they're 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 they got turnips on their yeah. plate. <laughs> yeah, these things are disgusting. They're related to cabbages, from what I understand. <laughs> Radishes are uh, they're they're a brassica of nobility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say these radishes, you know, they're they're classier vegetable, a classier brassica here, okay? These are the kind of things you'll find at an opening of, of a museum, okay? Either a soft or a grand opening. <laughs> I don't care which one. I don't know which one you're getting invited to, but that's where that's where you'll probably find these things. At the refreshment table at one of these things, you're ta- if there's going to be brassica, and that's, that's going to be of the, the radish variety. Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. I mean, because these are... Because the type of patron that are going to be at this sort of thing, I mean, we're talking free thinkers here, you know. We're not talking your your baba black sheep here, you know. <laughs> so what you're telling me is if if you're gonna if you're gonna be at the helm of a cult, which we've thought we we've thought about it, right? I mean, it's good work if you can get it. That's we thought about it, right? Yeah, yeah. thought about it. Yeah, thought about it. I have you're, a friend. Who, I, I have a friend who's thought about <laughs> it too. In the harsh the harsh winter is quickly approaching. You're gonna you're gonna harvest up these turnips, and that's what you know. Your entry level member is going to be eating while you, the leader, is going to be snacking on fistful of radish. <laughs> oh, we're going to, well, I'll be sitting on a, uh, my throne will be made of radishes. <laughs> You're going to be the most, the ripest, most delicious radishes I won't even be eating. I'll be fucking sitting on heaps of them. <laughs> and you'll be biting into these sweet, sweet, letting the juice spray, like really, like <laughs> in front of all my followers, like letting it really. Like the, the pungent radish, right. but they're going to aroma drift into their into their minuscule huts that I've yeah. that I've trapped them in. And these sheep, <laughs> these sheep are more than happy to be munching down on turnips. They don't know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> hey sheep, hey sheep, enjoy your enjoy your turnips. Oh, what's that? Oh yeah, this is just a turnip that I, I food colored. Yeah. <laughs> I'm eating the same thing as you guys. Yeah, this is the same thing, guys. Yeah. This, is, this is the same thing. Don't yeah. don't you worry. <laughs> this is nothing. This is this is no no brassica of nobility. I will ask the questions. <laughs> First of all, what are you doing in my room? Get out of here. Where, how'd you even we'll find to the mess yeah. hall? By the way, these are turnips. <laughs> you don't know any better. You you listen to everything I say. You stupid spineless sheep. That's it. We're cutting your turnip supply. That's it. You're you're uh, you can you could you drink strictly water. For the next two days, <laughs> and there's and you're not allowed to pee either. You know we'll, we'll, we'll put a we'll put a visor on your cack. We're gonna we're gonna cook up some turnip broth and that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For, the next, for the for the next few portions. Heavy in antioxidants, however. It is. It is heavy. In antioxidants. <laughs> you're gonna have a healthy cult, disease-free cult. All right, you got any other uh, topics, or you want me to uh, hit you off with another? I got a topic for oh, you. Oh God! And this topic, uh, you're not going to per se like so much because you've kind of become a bit of the the PCP around here. And when I, when I say that, no, I'm not referring to the the fun but illicit. <laughs> 
dissociative narcotic. I'm referring to... <laughs> Wish you were, though. I'm referring to a politically correct police force. And yes... The, police force is all one word, too. The the F, you know, chose not to... The F is... Keep the F is a lowercase F? The F was mysteriously left out <laughs> of the acronym. I wonder who idea that was. Pal, clear, explain the, the, mysteri- the mysterious absence of the F. Wonder who I idea know. I wonder whose I idea know. that was. I don't know. Sounds like a pretty politi- politically correct move to me, trying to remove F's out of the equation. But as 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 the PCP, you're not gonna really love this topic, but it's a great topic. And that is stuff that white people wish they can do that minorities are able to do. And I just also want to go on record as to say there's no no races are any better than any other races, but just just like, ask the Jolly Green Giant. Yeah, but just like certain minorities probably wish they had certain things that us white people have. You know, for example, getting well, I, a, getting a fair shake from the poli- the real not, police force. I'm not white, bro. Okay, whatever. Check your privilege. <laughs> getting Dude, I'm, I'm, getting a fair shake from the police force and just life in general. That's not politically rec- correct. By the way, it's Caucasian is the term that okay. I prefer. But because then if you just, say it, just if like, you say it really fast, people might think I'm Asian. So just and like I revere the Asian, the Oriental folks. All right, would you just <laughs> shut up? <laughs> just, just just like there are things that minorities probably you know would would like to have that us white people get. There, of course, there's another side of that coin. And for me, one of the big things is the ability to wear a hat that matches a jersey, that matches your shorts, that matches your sneakers. I'm talking fitted hats. With the same team colors as your jersey, all the way down to your footwear. And this is just something that, as white folks, we can't pull off. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, but I'm talking, you know, I'm talking like the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, I do that every day because I, I only wear navy blue. Right. I'm too afraid to buy any other colors. <laughs> and this, this type of wear is just all purpose. I mean, you look great from everything from a sports game to the VIP of a fancy club to the VIP of a strip club. I mean, we're talking all purpose here. <laughs> there's not, there's no, there's no place you look out of place like this, but only if you're not of, of, of white descent. So what's something that you, you wish that you could maybe, maybe get away with that, uh, that I could get away with? As uh, a, I wish I prepared. I could have, uh, God. Ambush. This is an ambush. This by is the way. an ambush. All right. I wish this is this is actually true. I wish I could rub lotion all over myself at all times. Nothing's stopping you from doing that. I don't have this. I don't have. I don't get it. I don't accrue enough dry skin as the African Americans do to justify to this. justify my lotion use. Because <laughs> what it really is, it's kind of what I like to do. You know, because I'm kind of on the go all the time. It's kind of like a pitcher style. It's kind of an exclusive, like you know, like like like, like you got a little Vaseline on the back of your neck, and you now you got a little pine tar. I'm I'm, I'm rubbing it on the ball and pitching. But I want to use it. I want to have it. You know, have it on my elbows. Let's say let's say I'm having a tough day. You know, let's say let's say uh, my phone's dead. Okay, but I I want I need to I need to go in the bathroom, crack off my release. You know. Yeah, that's have, it. Have yep. a little me time. You know, down in, at work. Yep. At, at the at the cran, at the cranberry bog. Yeah, uh, I'm a bog. You know, I'm a, I'm an Irishman, a bog trotter. That's it. Yep. And uh, sometimes you know, like it's not cool to carry around a big tub of Vaseline with you, <laughs> like I, like I used to do. And 
I, I, I would like to be able to lather it up on my elbows and my joints. So then, picturesque when it comes time to get in the stall, get down to business with my with my body. Yo, take care of yourself. <laughs> take care of myself. Treat my treat my uh, my genitals a little pleasure pleasure session. <laughs> I can I can just I can just go whoop get a little swab on there and then I'm I'm already lubed up I'm already halfway I'm already halfway to ejaculate. You're halfway home at that. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, hey, that I would I would like to put a nice sheen on me too. You know, lather up, <laughs> put a nice shiny sheen on my body. But that's and then I'm gonna be shining like some kind of baldy bean. <laughs> where you know that's that's not my intentions at all. And it's funny you should mention pine tar because, you know. You're never gonna get away with the pine tar behind the neck as as a Caucasian picture. It's gonna stand oh, out no like chance. it's gonna stand out like. Do you want to get into this some right type now? of blotch? No, wanna, <laughs> no, I mean, that's a topic for another time. We'll but, do that in a baseball section. But this is just you know. But we could talk pine tar for hours on end. I mean, we have a lot to say about pine tar. Let's leave it at that. So, what was yours? Oh, you 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 just were going for the hats and the sh- matching shoes and all that. Yeah. All right. I mean, I can wear one of those right. items at any given time, but once you throw the combo together, you, you look like a wankster. And Fifty Cent already already denounced the wanksters. Yeah, in that in that in that, in that two, hit two, two thousand two cult cult hit. Yeah, uh, wankster. <laughs> so uh, hey, that's I spoke my piece on that, and uh, Fifty Cent's rock hard, wouldn't you say? He is rock hard. His body is rock hard. Have you seen him crush sit ups in the I've heard, club video? I've heard he's yeah, he's hanging down. And then they do a great they do a great parody of that in the D twelve my band video where the, Ooh, where the bizarre big, where the big fat bizarre drops down. Bizarre acting but ill. That's neither here nor there. I was more in talk about how he's harder than he claims fifty cent did you hear he claims to be harder than the rock of Gibraltar. The rock of Gibraltar, you say? Yeah, you know what that is, don't you? I know about the Straits of Gibraltar. <laughs> there's no, there's no such thing as Straits of Gibraltar. I think there is a rock it's of the, Gibraltar. It's too, the though. Strait of Gibraltar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a singular strait. So the Rock of Gibraltar is a monolithic limestone promontory located in the British Overseas Territory. Mm. In case you didn't know, and you you claim to be the big the big expert buff. expert. You don't even know that there's only one Strait of Gibraltar. <laughs> Which it appears, hold on, hold on, it's between Morocco and Spain. We're talking the rock or the strait now? I'm talking the strait. That is where the strait is located, and I'm not talking about a uh, strait cat. A Broadway, a, a Broadway t- 10 to Ace strait. <laughs> okay? I never thought you were. <laughs> okay, I'm not drawing to an inside Broadway draw. You hear? Okay. This is a straight. This is spelled. Can you leave your Broadway <laughs> jargon out of this. Uh, you hear? So uh, the, uh, the the straight they're talking about ends in an, an I T S T R A I T. So oh, I've actually I've done a little bit of research here. The Strait of Gibraltar crossing. You hear about this? Mm-mm. It's a bridge. It's a it's a hypothetical bridge or tunnel that they've been planning about building between Europe and Africa for forever. It seems. <laughs> Linking the two continents, it failed in 2004. It failed in 1999. They tried to, they tried to do a geological study, get, get, the, thing, get the tunnel's practicality approved in 2009. That was a no-go. <laughs> they can't get this straight built for the life of them. He was trying west of Tarifa, east of Tangier. Yeah, duh. So, uh, 
I mean, I kind of have a good idea as to why this is this bridge has never been built. Yeah, you do. you do. think you know, Mr. Five Families over there? <laughs> Seems to me like uh, there's some there's some type of uh, you know organized crime at the helm of this. Whenever you see construction that doesn't you know quote unquote pan out, the Five Families are they've got their name on it somewhere. They keep they keep they keep bringing up these geological faults, transform faults. This is a bunch of jargon. I don't even know what the hell it means. And from what I know, this area, this Gibraltar area, is kind of an organized crime hotbed. It's not too far from Sicily. Okay, I don't know if you know what goes on there, but it's not too pretty. Okay, <laughs> the Cosa Nostra. The co- this is our thing. That's what they say. Hey, this is our thing, buddy. <laughs> Stay out of it. Don't don't go sniffing around in our thing again. This is our thing. That's what the La Costa Nostra means. Our thing. That's our, this thing of ours. That's Italian for this thing of ours. That's it. <laughs> so anyhow, what I uh, it's been fit. It would take this is the technical aspect. The proposed rail tunnel is four hundred kilometers, and its construction would take fifteen years and cost five billion euros. Hmm. Wonder why it's never gotten built. Seems like there's a lot. There's a lack of jobs there. Maybe an implementation of no-show jobs, <laughs> no-work jobs. I don't know. You think this is? A you think you're the uh, you're the Italian American here? Well, care, you, to, care to weigh in? Well, I mean, you are the expert on no-show jobs. But if you ask me, it seems that they constantly are. Uh, they're they're constantly as, as when you're in the you know the false construction business you're constantly looking for jobs that you can you know technically go into but never technically accomplish so classic classic indicators of no show jobs i mean oh four they're like hey let's build a bridge we'll do the bridge thing and then they're like eh, not feasible that's not, not, feasible. not going to work out but we already got a bunch of money for that and then they're like oh a couple years later oh eight oh nine let's do the tunnel it's now actually i think more of a let's, tunnel i think this is more conducive to tunnels well no they started with the bridge that was their first that's where they first got their right. first and taste. then once they quote-unquote failed that venture they said hey don't worry about all this don't money fall for the we're, tunnel. we're still we're still using your money <laughs> for you know to don't worry to about it we'll build the tunnel. we're still gonna transverse the strait but it's just not bridge it's not bridge country this is more conducive to a tunnel type of operation and they bought it they pocketed the five billion euros Never to be seen again. By the time and now the Straits of Gibraltar are bare. <laughs> They're barren. There's no way to get across unless you have like a, a rowboat or a, or a, or, a, or, jumping or, jet. or a gondola. <laughs> so that, I think we settled that. All right. So it's my next topic. That wasn't technically a topic. All righty. So we're doing another uh, interview conducted by me again, a.k.a. the questions segment. Gotcha journalism. It's not gotcha. It's gorilla journalism because it hits hard like That's a gorilla. I forgot. I forgot. Some say it hits harder than a gorilla. Some say it hits like a like Godzilla, like Godzilla or uh, King Kong. Oh. Two oversized creatures that ran, ran <laughs> that caused mayhem in, in Gotham. Kaijus. So, first question. 
Who founded Chobani Yogurt? We all know Greece's economy has been propped up by artisan yogurt for quite some time now. <laughs> Who do you think founded it? Ready, set, go. Who founded Chobani Yogurt? Mm-hmm. That's obviously... Uh, I don't know who. You stumped me. That would be Johnny Trevani. <laughs> Some say it might be Julius Caesar, but Johnny Johnny nipped that in the butt. Julius Caesar had nothing to do with Greece. He's a Roman. I like saying nip that in the butt instead of bud because I I picture someone like shivering in the in the cold with their ass hanging out, and then they're like, "Ooh, it's a little bit nippy out." Plus, I don't want anybody clogging up my fine, fine nuggetry with catnip. Just keep that out of my buds. Yeah, keep that out of my my, my kind my buds. Grow, my grow up. Yeah. Alright, next question. Next question. Um, what is your lifelong dream? <laughs> easy one. Yeah, that's kind an of easy, a softball. That's an easy one. My lifelong dream is this reoccurring dream I always have. Yeah. Where my cat starts to talk to me, and we're at odds. We're not seeing eye to eye on everything, or anything, really. I've had this dream my whole life, and I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Well, maybe you should maybe uh, get on all fours and maybe get down to her eye level. <laughs> all right, next question. Well, this, this is power. This is power round. Um, oh, I'll tell you my lifelong dream. Okay. That's basically why I brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to hear about your stupid cat again. Um, I want to own a cranberry bog. And on that same cranberry bog, I want to own the largest ranch-style house in, in, in the world. One st- a one-story compound. I, I want it like a – it's kind of going to be more of a warehouse. <laughs> it's going to be more of a warehouse that I live in. But I just want the clout of having the, uh, the biggest ranch-style home. It's going to be all one room, though. That's fair. And everyone's going to drive around in golf carts. All around the house? But golf is not allowed in, in, in the house. Take that outside, but not near the... Don't hit any walls in the cranberry bog unless they're biodegradable. And even then, I prefer if you hit the like the uh, the grossly... Because like, I put a lot of preservatives and, uh-huh. anti, and, and, uh, and uh, insecticides, pesticides on my cranberries to make them like base, baseball size. Yeah, but yeah. The softball-sized ones, feel free to hit them into the bog. Into that bog. Mm-hmm. No golf balls, though. Frisbee golf's cool, though, I presume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead of Frisbees, though, we'll be using Olympic-style discuses. Discuses. Makes the game a little bit harder. And it's like par 16, par 17 holes, you know? Yeah. Because I have a lot of land out, and I would probably... This would probably be in... Um, I would start the first Cranberry Bog out in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Not I would good. forcibly start it. All right, next question. Next question. <laughs> forcibly start it. Yep. Who's lazier, wine companies or Francis Ford Coppola? <laughs> That's easy. That's Coppola. I'm surprised by the answer, considering your ancestry. Yeah, but think about old Coppola is the Godfather three. Instead of trying to cast a, a respectable woman in the lead role he just threw his daughter in there oh god nepotism much not only nepotism but laziness at its finest coppola is a notorious lazy man and wineries one of my favorite wineries my favorite winery 
Guess who's at the helm? Quarterback by the name of Drew Bledsoe. Class act through and through. Delicious wine. Nothing lazy about this guy. Well, all right. Um, I'm going to have to... It's tough because Francis Ford Coppola is pretty fucking lazy. Uh, you know that movie Apocalypse Now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the working title for that, right? Uh, no. It was Apocalypse Later. Because <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola, he's like, ah, we could shoot the apocalypse in this one, but... Yeah, we should probably do it in, in the sequel. <laughs> we'll save the apocalypse for, you know, future installments. And he's like, in Godfather 1, it's like, can we get out to Vegas in Godfather 1, please? Can we see, <laughs> Can we deal some cards, for God's sake? And they were also like, Coppola, you didn't put any backstory into Godfather 1. He was like, we'll get to that in the second one. But I'm, I think wine companies are actually lazier. Why? Because they make the wine, and they just, they're like, eh, I don't want to sell it just yet. Let me wait, like, <laughs> let me just wait, like, five years before we sell it. Let's sit on these things. Let's sit on the, I mean, it's, it's. We not, did the hard part. We did the hard part, but I don't want to push it to my just, just distributor just yet. <laughs> you know? Let's wait for the market to settle a little bit. Then we'll, we'll have the only delicious wine in town. And All right. We'll keep by the way, you were fucking wrong on that because, I don't know, Francis Ford Coppola, not only is he a lazy bastard in filmmaking, but he actually owns his own, his own, his own winery. He, oh. The guy, the man steps on grapes himself. Take <laughs> out. Next question. Well, um, grape out. So you know how people say, oh, he's a, like that in Seinfeld, they're like, oh, he's a soup Nazi. And then like people who like really get up early and like have to get there to the first chair when they're skiing, there are people who call them ski Nazis. Okay. And people say the same thing about surfers, I think. People who want to get out there first they to call surf. Them they're almost, nar, not nar Nazis? No, they call them narwhals. Oh. There's a, there's a narwhal Nazis because they're, they're out there early when the narwhals are out. <laughs> and uh, so do you think the Nazis get offended by, since there's a prominent the Nazis are coming to emergence now that Trump's elected. Ooh, that's you, a controversial you, statement. You, you, no, you've seen the videos, the alt-right and all that, all that here. They're yeah, all doing the Nazi salutes and all that. To, to, so, to suggest uh, so, that they're coming so, to prominence. So, so, I didn't say prominence. I said they're emergence. They're emerging oh. from their from the hills that they live in. They're proudly emerging. The cave, they're cave people from what I know. <laughs> and uh, do you think the Nazis are offended when they hear these uh, kind of this kind of this kind of rhetoric? Well, I don't want to ever frame the Nazis as anything but... Um, hey, the Nazis are people, too. An the, Nazis are, the Nazis are people, too. They can be offended. Right. I mean, they're, they're mostly the offenders, but are they gonna, can be offended. Are you going to let me answer the question? Unfortunately. <laughs> I think the Nazis, yes, they are an atrocious orgo, but to think to liken what they do to soup... It's, it's inherently marginalizing. So, yeah, of course I think they're offended. And they're not happy. But, on the other hand, they are German. And they're eating a lot of schnitzel, a lot of sausage. And to get a little break from that with a nice bisque is something that they is very sought after. So, you got to keep that in mind, too. All right, next question. Um... What do you like better, a Denver omelet or a Western omelet? I mean, duh, Western omelet. That was a trick question. Same it's thing. Same thing. <laughs> That's what I was worried about. They're both delicious because they are the. They're both the same thing. Me and you have a, we 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 have a little bit of history with Western omelets. Me and you ourselves. <laughs> you mind a, if I you mind if I tell t- tell a little tale? <laughs> hey, sp- spin that tale. 
All right. So me and you, we uh, we went to our. Um, this is our junior prom in high school. Remember that? I do. You remember high school, right? Boy, howdy, do I ever! If you don't peak in high school, then you don't peak in high school. That's true. That is very true. Good, good analysis. Um, so anyway, after prom, you know, we've been up all night, you know, drinking, smoking, getting getting laid, you know, all that, all sorts. Of, we at the time we both had girlfriends, and uh, let's just say by the end of the night, they weren't too happy with us. Nope. I don't know if you remember, it was one of our buddies' birthdays that day, and a friend of ours, he uh, he, he forcibly uh, made us drink vodka about 6 a.m. in the morning. He popped, bo- he popped a bottle of goose, and we were already feeling loose. We, 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 were, we were sitting uh, uh, bedside with, 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 our, with our gal pals. Yep. And, uh, they were begging us to come to bed so we could and it, satisfy the, so, their loins. <laughs> that's, they were wearing cloths that uh, that that said so. Yeah. And uh, so so uh, at this point, we're, we're getting a force-fed vodka at five in the morning. Our girls are not happy about this. No. But once we got a couple drinks in us, we're like, all right, we're on board. It's our buddy's birthday. We're gonna we're gonna have a couple drinks. Yeah. You happen to have a little, uh, you know, some narcotics on you. <laughs> And you're like, which I think your girlfriend uh, suggested you not to take. Whatever you do, don't take Ambien. Was the the direct result? <laughs> and, and from, was, and, was the the only true the only true order I was given to her when she saw that me and you were keeping the party going and boozing down on that vodka? She goes, she goes, big deal. Whatever you do, don't take the Ambien. And so, from what I remember, you, had, you you took a couple of shots of Grey Goose. You were sitting back, and you're like, "Hey, I, I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a fistful of Ambien in my pocket." It was actually in a Ziploc bag. Yeah, but if, if I'm talking about quantity wise. It was at yes. least a fistful. Yep. Maybe a uh, maybe a goblet full. <laughs> and uh, you're like, "Hey, hey, hey, uh, hey, party goers! Anyone want anyone yeah. anyone on in? Because I'm taking one right now." Oh, this is actually how it went down. I had a Ziploc bag rolled up, as you often do when you're when you're hoarding narcotics. I took that bag rolled up. I then flicked my wrist to extend <laughs> the bag, if you can picture it. So it's rolled up, kind of like a you know a a shade a curtain, if you will. I flick my wrist, thus extending the bag and making the contents visible visible to everybody. And those contents were, a, as you said, a bushel of Ambien. And then I proceeded to ask, "Who wants some Ambien?" <laughs> Which was good. So anyway, yeah. so anyway, we uh, we ended up leaving the uh, the uh, after party house swiftly after this. Um, we weren't driving, of course. <laughs> Come on, we're not idiots. But uh, so so we go to uh, the the local diner. We uh, by this point we're, we're the run the, the riches of run dry. We we paid for the uh, what do you uh, the, the bouquets the uh, the corsage the corsages the uh, you know the entry fees the booze the limo the limo the dunkaroos the snacks <laughs> all that we paid for, we're, we're we're dry the ambient naturally we're we're cash poor at this point. Yeah. Not saying we don't have. Uh, a good amount of equity tied up in, in mutual funds, <laughs> but like we're not we're not fucking yeah. poor in that in sense. In terms of liquid equity, though, but liquid equi- liquid capital, working capital, we are we're cash poor. Yeah. So we're out to we're out to uh, we're out at the diner, local diner, local with, diner with, with a spot. with a with a uh, gathering of uh, party goers, party goers, and classmates alike. And me and you, you know, we order up 
couple Western omelets. We're feeling the love from the aforementioned narcotics, and we we got empty bellies at this we point. We got empty bellies. Our stomachs are grumbling. They're grumbling, rumbling. And the most appeasing item on any given diner breakfast offering is going to be a Western omelet. Of course, naturally. And we're yucking it up. We're, we're slamming on the table like we like to do, making the, the silverware rattle. Oh, yeah. And by the end of the come, come check time, we're, we're suspiciously missing. <laughs> and so they're running down the check. And then uh, maybe pr- outside smoking a couple. Maybe we're smoking a couple of dots. Maybe smoking cigarettes for the colloquial term. Last colloquial term. So we're out, and uh, we come back in, and they're running down the building, and. and <laughs> And one of our one of our girls says, "Who got something? Who got something Western? Who ordered something Western?" And I'm like, uh, "I hate the West, despite our despite our domicile out here. I fucking that could, it couldn't have been me. Couldn't have, couldn't have been couldn't have been my friend Big Deal over here. No, absolutely no, no way, not. no how, no." So we denied, denied, denied. We said we said we only ordered a a, a modest order of edamame. <laughs> I think I went with a oyster cracker. Oyster crackers. Good, good cover up. Yeah. Good, both good cover ups. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and they, they didn't, we didn't get found out there, but uh, that's that's the tale of the Western omelet. Yeah. That was a damn close, you know? Damn close. All right, next question. Where do people in prison shave? Where do people in prison shave? How, where do they? How where do they? Where do they get the razors? How do they not? How do they regulate the razor distribution? Because those eh, those things are sharp. They're sharp from what I from what That's I hear. Something you want the average felon wielding? I'll tell you where they shave. They and how do they regulate the razor distribution? Are they? <laughs> is it electric razors only in there? <laughs> what like? What do they hand them up? What 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 is it? So the way the way they distribute razors. In the penitentiary system, is what they do is they uh, is they have what you call safety razors. They're much like safety scissors that you would hand out to a preschooler. And these things, they don't they don't do a good job. It's basically like trying to shave with a butter knife. Are, are they are they kind of like the scissors, like the construction paper scissors that have yeah, like the cool the designs zag, in them, the ziggity zags. Yeah. And so, like you, yeah, you might be able to line up your beard with a cool wave like design, but you're not going to get a close shave with these things. No way, no how. I mean, and they hand them out like candy because they know, like as weapons, they're as useless as anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, you're better off using. A stale hot dog that you you let ferment for a little while—that's going to make a more effective shank than than these than these useless appliances. Are these these are the same appliances I think they use to cut out uh, social security cards out of construction paper? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the very same. All right, next question: If you could have any superpower, what would it be? That's easy. I'd walk on water. That way. I could do like I could do parkour off of like yachts, and when the yuppies saw me, they'd be so pissed because I'd be getting like my Timberland footprints covered with seawater and and sand all over their all, all over their beautiful vessels, <laughs> and then I'd just sprint off. And it's also helpful as a you know cult leader because I can. I, it's always good to have. Christ-like abilities. If you're trying to be at the helm of a, cult. I would I would be envious of that because that's not my pick. But I would uh, I would use that on my cranberry bog. Very very uh, advantageous. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. people would come that's far a, and wide. That's a bogger's dream. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
What's your pick, pal? My pick? I wouldn't pick a power. I would have a uh, kind of a uh, not not a. I would take a. I would have a powerful. Uh, I, all right, this is what I want. Have you ever seen um, the James Bond film? Um, I think it's Die Another Day. Isn't it, is the name of it? The that, one. The one with Halle Berry. Oh yeah, that is Die Another. You know, Day. he has that ring where he can he can just put his put his hand on glass and it just shatters. It cuts glass. Yeah, yeah. I know you're talking. It cuts through any. It doesn't matter how thick it is. Yeah, it'll cut right through it. Yeah. And it's great also if you're at you know you're at your local restaurant and you wanna you wanna bang a little bit you, that ring's gonna come in handy. Because what I would do is I would kind of uh, I would go to like uh, it also cuts through like any any clear material it cuts it cuts through anything transparent. So I would go to like the Waterford Crystal Factory Ooh. and I would hold them hostage, saying I would like they have like a huge slab. Mod- a slab, like, it all, it's all cut out, the water crust is all cut out of the same slab. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's like, I think it's acres wide, acres tall. I don't know the acres exact, deep. I don't know the exact dimensions. The that's area, not, I don't know, I don't know the, the width. That's around. I don't know the width times height area of this thing. Right. Or volume. Sure. But it's, it's sizable. Yeah. I would threaten, I would, I would, I would hold my hand mere inches from it. Ooh. And threaten and say, hey, give me some fucking nice tumblers. Before I before I put your business before, on, yeah. before I put your business under, yeah. before I have my way with your with your big old slab here, that's a great superpower. But it's more, I mean, it's what, it's kind of a one purpose thing. What's what? It, I mean, people are going to covet this ring, a la Lord of the Rings. So how do you account for you know you doing that? Somebody comes, puts a gun to your head, and says, "Hey, you touch my slab, I blow your brain cell all over the slab." I would I would have a I would have a gun made of glass, oh. and I would and I would hold it, but I would keep my ring finger off of it, and then I'd be like, "Hey, buddy, this is things loaded," and then yeah. and then at the last second I would throw it, but then I would I would press my I would press my <laughs> ring against it at the last moment and yeah. toss it at him, and shards of glass would splinter through his face, much like the villain in that movie. <laughs> Turning him into the villain from from uh, that same movie. Oh, I, I wish I could remember that guy's name. He was uh, an Asian fellow, if I recall. No, but the Asian fellow turns into this waspy character. Remember when oh, he yeah, fights him in right. that fencing scene? That's right. Yeah, they yeah. are the same guy. Yes, they do. Turns out they're I, I, the same hold on, guy. I'm going to do you. You you uh, talk. Explore that while I while I look this up. Explore what the. The transformation he makes. I don't, I don't care what you explore. Well, I mean, the transformation is inherently racist. That's what I always got. Who's to say this Asian wants to turn into an English gentleman? I know. I know he had a terrible amount of blemishes on his, his name. Face. Something. Oh, uh, Gustav Graves. Gustav he, he, Graves. He, the, the guy after I exploded my glass gun, it would, he would look much like Gustav Graves. Glass gun. GG. Gustav Graves. GG. Coincidence. He would look much like Gustav. Coincidence. No, uh, no, uh, no. But he would he, he he wouldn't have the same uh, sword sword wielding power as as the, the, the villain as the villain. No, it's, it's going to be aesthetically only, pal. Um. All right. Last question. Um. Bugs Life versus the movie Ants, and also Finding Nemo versus the movie Car Wash. <laughs> or not the car wash, uh, Shark's Tale, where they have the car wash. Which uh, It's a twofer. It's a two-part question. All right. Well, I mean, I'm just going to answer the question. 
I'm going to go, of course I'm going to go Bugs Life because well, Hopper, the main villain, is played by none other than Dennis Hopper, my favorite villainous actor, also the star of Super Mario Brothers movie. He plays Bowser. This guy can play a villain. He And he just makes that film for me. Plus, the, the princess ant in that movie, kind of hot. Kind of like a like I know she's an ant, like an anthropomorphic ant, but she's got a body to write home out about. And the main character Flick, you know he's gonna flick that ant bean. I've you all, know he's flicking ant bean. And I uh, and uh, what, 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 what's that guy's name? The main character Flick. Flick. Uh, Flick. I've actually Phil, Flick is a they don't they don't touch on it, but it's mostly implied in the movie. He's very. I mean, I think they're t- they're the the uh, the ant farm there. It's going through tough times. Am I correct? It's not an ant. Yeah, yeah, the ant hill. Yes, yes. Well, because the because the the grasshoppers are extorting them for their grain. Exactly. But regardless, uh, Flick. It's not. It's not said in the movie, but he's actually very ch- charitable. Okay. Some might say he's Phil Anthropic. <laughs> <laughs> and for the second part of your question there, Nemo versus Shark's Tale, is that what you're going with, Shark's Tale? Yeah, that's my I my answer is Shark's Tale, by the way. Because Will, cause, well, cause Will uh, Smith Will is Smith. electric in it. Yeah. And his love interest in it turns out to, like, double-cross him. And that's, and- a, that's a valuable lesson we need to be teaching our children about women. That if you become a famous fish... That becomes like a bit of a shark tamer or any type of success in the entertainment industry. Beware of guppy, guppy girls that are going to try to that are going to try to have at your net worth. <laughs> and that there's that lesson is not taught to children nearly enough. My favorite part about Bugs Life though is that the the little contraptions that they have, Ooh, like those little those backpack, are fun. Those, those, are little, fun. those little backpack contraptions yeah, that they used to harvest. Yeah, the yeah. those things so satisfying about those. Uh, what I'm thinking about doing is implementing that in my cranberry bog instead of like instead of instead of just like pushing them all into one of those. Like you know how cranberry boggers like they push them, they push all their cranberries into a little shoot 'em up kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shoot 'em up into bushels kind of thing. Um, I would just have guys with the backpack shooting them everywhere. Oh yeah, definitely. Hoping to injure other uh, other enemy ca- competing cranberries. Yes, and also because these things are huge, <laughs> they're they're comically large. And another great thing about Bugs Life too is that they the bugs he recruits to fight the grasshoppers they run a bit of a circus. And one time they're showing the circus happen, and there's some mosquito patrons there. And they're just satisfied with the show. So one turns to his friend and he goes, I only got 24 hours of living and I ain't going to spend it here. And I always just love that part. It's a great message about like, don't if you're at a show that you're not enjoying, get out of there because you won't you only have a finite amount of living as well. It's probably a little longer than 24 hours, ideally, but uh, use it wisely. <laughs> All right, I, I have two more final questions before we before we sign off here. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Um, do you think that um, the that uh, the uh, fall of slavery in this country has kind of ruined the word abolish? Ooh. Because people abolish is kind of tied to the word slavery. I mean, yeah. And now you can't really use abolish anymore right. in any other sense. Right. Yep. 
Would you? What, what do you? What do you think about that? I, I completely agree. No, just the other day, I was working out in the fields, the wheat fields, the correct? wheat fields, correct. And uh, my my uh, my overseer, <laughs> to use an antiquated term, was telling me, "Hey, hey, big deal. What's what's with all the?" What's with the infestation of the weeds? And I said, "Hey, don't you worry. I I abolished all those pests." He said, "He said, he said, wait, why why are there still so many bugs all over the all over the crop?" And I said, "Don't worry." I, I said, "Don't worry. It's gonna get done. I'll abolish all those pests." And he thought I was talking about my coworkers that are of, <laughs> of a minority descent. When really I was merely referring to the the problem at hand that he wanted me to address. But and, he, and, he thought you were suggesting that maybe he should give these uh, low wage workers a raise, right? That he, which he's paying in in uh, in wheat. Yeah, and that's probably something you should consider. But that's not where I was going with it. I have more respect than that. To 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 to, uh, to talk like that to your superior. Yeah, I know where I I know my place. I know my place. All right, final question. What is your favorite palindrome? And it can't be race car. Oh God, Bob. <laughs> because I I've always wanted a Bob for apples more. What do you What do you know about bobbing? You don't know anything about bobbing for apples, do Please. you? Please. If anything, I've learned many things from bobbing apples, mostly from Toby Stevens. Toby Stevens. Yeah, he's a he's a big name in that in that world. I mean, I do want to discuss more about this topic, but we are coming to an end. And so, for my final topic, my sign off. No, hold on. I still you have one more question. I didn't get to say my favorite. Oh yeah, go ahead. My favorite palindrome is "Do geese see God?" What's that mean? It's a palindrome. Do geese see God? It's a question. Ooh, do geese see God? Oh, like the animal. Yeah, like the poor form of gooses. Do they bear witness to the deity? Do they, or are they polytheistic? Yeah, I think they're... (laughs) Well, they fly together in flocks, and the flocking nature of their... Geese can't fly, can they? Yeah, are you kidding? I thought they were penguin-like creatures. I thought they were driven of penguins. Their wings were merely vestigial, <laughs> merely aesthetical. No, they're they're flight they're flight full birds. Oh, they're flight full birds. Yeah. Oh God, that ruins mine. That ruins it. <laughs> All right, so you ready to move into the the closing portion? Yeah, closing remarks. You you hit it off. Hit it off. Buddy. All right, so you've been attacking me with a lot of questions. I got one for you. If you were to break bad, a la Walt from the hit series Breaking Bad, say you were in a situation where you had to break bad, how would you break bad? How would I break bad? Yeah. Um, let's see. Hold on. I can tell you how. Eh, no, you, you, you got to go first. I, you always make me go first. I'm not so going to give you that courtesy. I would be. I would be like a kind of a – I would like be a – like a Chinese like war uh, war criminal, and I would I would uh, I would like hoard like blood diamonds like conflict yeah. diamonds sure sure until one day um, I was like at my compound 
and some secret agent in MI16 comes in, blows up my, blows up my, uh, blows up like a huge, a huge, uh, which I, I obviously like next to all my valuables and my, I put, I put like, I, what I would do is I would put like a lot of, uh, I, I, as this Chinese war criminal, I would put a lot of, uh, like gas canisters and gas barrels, you just like wanna, right near yeah. all my valuables, because like gas is valuable too. You want petrol? Gas, it's one. It's one in the same. You want petrol in the equation, and it's intimidating. Barrels of gas are good old fashioned intimidation. So I would break bad at the point where an MI six agent came in and blew up like my whole like my gas my, my gas. No, he, he wasn't going for my op, but he 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 was there investigating, and I I found him out. Yeah. And he you blew up. Wise. He blew up all my gas canisters right next to my valuable conflict diamonds. <laughs> and then I would have a, a, a shards of, of shrapnel of diamonds in my face. And then at that point, I would probably um, go into like maybe contact some sort of um, existential scientist. Okay, who would turn me into a waspy um, diamond mogul? Ooh. And then I would. And then I would fight. And then I would fight against the MI six that way. How would you, how would one fencing match at a time. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't subscribe to the normal fencing rules. I would. I would. Uh, I would. I would take medieval weapons off the off the wall, and then and and go into a first blood kind of match with Ooh. with with a, with the MI6 agent. All right. Well, that sounds lovely. And pretty. So, m- is that your closing remarks? No. I mean, I'll, I'm going to explain how I would break bad, and that's easy. I would break bad, bad, of course, being an acronym for big-ass donuts. <laughs> and you know how, like, if you're having, like, good friends over for dinner, how do you describe that? You're going to say, ooh, we're, we're breaking bread. Well, I'm going to swap that carb out for big-ass donuts. <laughs> and when my friend's over, we're going to break bad. We're going to break some bad, <laughs> jelly-full bad. <laughs> All right. That's how I would break bad. All right. My closing remarks. So uh, I was down at the DMV. I lost my wallet again this weekend. You hear that? I lost, I lost a pocket full of leather. Oh. <laughs> so uh, I had to go get a new license. This is just a tale I'm, I'm telling. This isn't a question. Yep. And uh, It's your closing remarks. You can do whatever you want. So I'm I'm in there at the old DMV, and um, I'm getting my license renewed or or, or, or duplicated or, or or what have you or both. And uh, the, the fellow behind the counter, this fucking pencil pusher behind the counter, he has the nerve to ask me, "Hey, you want to be an organ donor?" Oh, I say I say that's a fucking personal question, buddy. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll start with some pianos or keyboards or something <laughs> first, okay? Maybe <laughs> maybe I can hook your hook yeah. your brother-in-law up with some pianos or keyboards. That's who it was. Who that's who it was for. Because yeah. I knew it wasn't for him. This guy looks like a fucking. This guy looks like a fucking jock behind the counter. Okay, I know. I know it wasn't for him. I have this Sony keyboard that has fun sounds. One of them being, if you switch the soundboard, it plays the keys in orgasm-like moans. You can have that, pal. But you're not getting my ivory-covered organ. No way, no how. You're not tickling my ivories, baby. You're not breaking into my parish and taking my beautiful piece of medieval type instrument so that brings it to a close Tyga is tickling Kylie Jenner's ivories and that's the way the cookie crumbles tough cookies